What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is your boy Alex Chadwick, and you are now tuned into the Soldo Podcast. And uh, I want to thank y'all for tuning in, man. Um, this is gonna be a good show today. Uh, it might be a little short show, but um, I want to go ahead and uh, just start getting into the topics. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. Um, and in the wake of, uh, you know, George Floyd is a, is a, what I would call a hot button topic at this point. You know what I mean? And there are a lot of people that's talking about this. I mean, this has changed things worldwide. Um, and you know, we know that racism exists, right? We know that police brutality exists. Even the racist and biased people, they know that this exists, right? I mean, it could be that one bad traffic stop or experience with a devil, you know, that you are that one bad traffic stop that you just experience the devil, right? Knowing that this exists, you know, I mean, this could come to black people, white people, you know, it really don't matter, but it could be one simple uh, moment that can happen where you come in close contact with a real devil. And when I say devil, I'm talking about the uh, like a, a devil was what I would consider the officer that just stood there nonchalantly kneeling on George Floyd's neck. That's a devil to me. And this can come on a this this abuse and tragedy can come to anyone's doorstep. Anybody, black, white, Mexican, Asian, it don't really matter, right? Um, so people that know me know I'm very vocal about uh, many issues, especially issues surrounding injustice of all people. Um, and I, I'm very vocal about that. I give my stance. Um, I, I do social work. Um, uh, you know, I, I fight for injustice in the community. Um, I have a career where I'm directly involved with uh, the social justice of folks, um, believe it or not. Um, and and like and without going into, you know, detail of what my actual, actual occupation is, uh, because as I always say, you know, I usually give disclaimers, but I'm going to do it this time before I really get into the show is, um, you know, I don't represent any agency or organization. I represent myself, uh, all the opinions and views that are coming through your ears right now are coming directly from me, my mind and my heart. So, um, I just want to make sure I give you guys that disclaimer. However, for the people that know me, that the, the, the listeners that actually know me, right. Um, they know that, uh, I'm on both sides of this issue, um, that we see so heavily in the news right now. Um, you know, even me, myself, personally, I've been profiled by the police and it disturbs me. I mean, it really, really disturbs me, y'all. Like it disturbs me so much that, um, that I remember this one time there was an incident that happened. Um, and, and I won't go into a whole lot of detail about it, but it was definitely an incident where the police profiled me and the behavior of the police officer just really uh, made me feel uncomfortable. And uh, I remember coming home and I was, you know, it made me cry. Like I, I, I was ready to give up and I was ready to move the hell away from this area. 
Because be honest, you know, I'm 36 years old, about to be 37 this year. And this is the first time in my life, y'all, that I've ever experienced racism, like real, like microaggression, biased stuff. This is the first time I've ever experienced something like that at this level. You know what I mean? At this level, like and this frequency, you know, for a minute, I had to question myself. Is this paranoia? Like, like. Is this paranoia I'm going through? Like, what is going on? You know what I mean? And then I started looking, you know, I started documenting stuff. I'm like, hold on. You know, this ain't no, this ain't no damn paranoia. You feel what I'm saying? Um, but being on both sides of the issue, you know, and being profiled by the police and being disturbed by this, you know, like I said, in another, um, in another show, it makes me think about my mortality. Like, what if I become victim to some injustice as George Floyd did? Right. Um, You know, I had a social media friend and this and this is what the show is really about. The name of the the name of this show, uh, I think I titled this. um, Would you let them murder me? Right. And, um, you know, I I had a social media friend who waited in the bushes, I like to call it. Uh, They waited into the bushes, into the riots and the protests started. And we're talking I'm talking about now with George Floyd. They waited in the riot. Uh, they waited in the bushes until the riots and the protests started to say anything about this. Right. And when George Floyd was murdered and this hit the news, um, I mean, it's almost like I said, they didn't post anything for like a day. Right. Like it was just silence. It was like radio silence, nothing. And then once the protest and the riots came, this person started posting like rapid fire. And um, this is a friend of mine on Facebook and everything she posted was to oppose, refute and marginalize what the actual issue was with George Floyd's murder. You know, it wasn't like, dang, like, like, look at look at this dude. One, he died. But look at how he died. He died on a on live social media and he died crying out for his mother. She didn't. You know, there were many others, but I'm gonna focus on her on this show. But there were, you know, she didn't care to say, hey, this is horrible, guys. And if they and if she did say it, it was almost like the one of the smallest speed bumps, you know, just kind of like, bloop, bloop, OK, keep going. And once they started coming out about George Floyd's um, uh, criminal history, his criminal past, it got even more awkward because they use that as fuel. I mean, it was just fuel for the fire. Like it was just like this, all they want to talk about. Right. And I got to admit, it really got under my skin. It really pissed me off because I thought she was a little bit more balanced than that. Like I really did. Um, you know, and, and what, what we've all discovered during this time. Um, and I covered that in a show about deleting your coworkers off of Facebook. She's not my coworker, but um, she is a, a person that I served in the military with. Um, I wouldn't consider like a best friend or nothing, but she definitely was on my Facebook. Um, and, you know, these kind of issues, they really uncover some interesting characters and some behavior and attitudes that some of us have never seen. Um, and we make some we make some assumptions about people and we when these people come out like this, it can be very harmful. So anyways, I contacted her, right? I contacted this girl privately because she was so hyper focused on George Floyd's criminal past, right? 
And if anything had to do with the, the, the protesters or the rioters, you know, she just lumped them all into one thing, you know, so I contacted her privately. Um, and I really tried to explain to her how her posts were, um, you know, the how and the why her post was harmful. Like I really tried to get to explain that to her. And then I'm realizing like this girl, she just don't get it. You know what I mean? And then, you know what I said? Okay, let me make this a little more real so she can understand because I'm starting to understand how she thinks. You know, once you start understanding how people think, you have a good idea of projecting how they are going to behave. Right. I mean, I think that's that's really safe to say. So after explaining to her how and why I thought her post, the way she was going about this was so harmful. I then told I said, hey, I told her, look, if I was killed, I was like, you know me, if I was killed unjustly by the police. Right. Um, I told her that I feel that she would not defend my character and the person that I'm that I truly am. You know, I told her that I was like, I just don't think that you're the person to be the one that would uh, sound the alarm and tell people about who I really am. Like, I just didn't I, I just don't feel that with her. You know what I mean? And I said, you know, if I was unjustly killed and, and, and let's say the authorities, the law enforcement authorities want to get more info on me. Right. So let's say they want to get more info on me. You know, they go to my house and they get a search warrant for my house and they find my guns. They find my Qurans and they find a ton of Islamic literature. Right. And whoever these people be, whether it be the law enforcement, whether it be government officials, and they decided to spin a narrative. Right. And I'm going to tell you what the narrative would be. And they decided to spin the narrative away from what my actual character is, for my integrity, for my morals and my values, I told her, I'm like, you would be okay with that. And you would probably be backing them up and supporting that, right? So, you know, I told her, I said, hey, look, because I'm so outspoken, the narrative could be easily spun into, here's an example. Oh, he's a radical, you know? And God forbid they would have found they find a video of me at the shooting range or something like that. You know what I mean? Or even go to my Facebook videos where I'm talking about some of these hot button topics and just paint me as a radical because of the passion that I convey when I'm speaking about these issues. You know what I mean? Um, so when I told her that, right, she said, she said, she said, this is what you think of me now. I, I guess I didn't preface this, but we are having a a private uh, Facebook messenger conversation, per se. So I don't hear her voice. She don't hear mine. But she goes on to say, is that what you think of me? Um, and I said, yes. And she said, if you can see my face, I'm crying tears right now. Now, if she could have seen my face, I was like, yeah, OK, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, OK, you're crying tears right now. I wonder if you really feel like that. So because of our communication medium, there was no way to know if she was crying or not. Personally, I still think it was a bunch of smoke and BS that she was trying to blow up my ass. But I was very honest with her. And um, I said, people like you are really part of the problem. You know what I mean? You cannot see past your own ass and your own bias. You just can't do it. You know what I mean? And never once did she say, OK, uh, let me let me try to understand where you're coming from. You feel what I'm saying? 
She never once said that. She never stopped and thought like, let me let me try to hear where he's coming from. Everything was a riff. even 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 with her, uh, you know, going through this whole spell of like, oh, I'm crying and this and that. You know, she still was in her marginalization mode. Like she was still trying to marginalize this situation and these experiences that people are having. She still was in that mode. You know, that's why. Listen to what I'm saying. That's why you got to be careful who you keep close, folks. Like you got to be careful who you keep close and you got to be careful who you call your friends. You know, I'm I'm going to get into what the whole what is a friend thing later, you know, and I think there's degrees to it. Um, but you got to be careful who you keep close and who you call your friends. You know I me. Mean? Luckily for me, she's just a person that I served with in the military, which, you know, we, we had, um, you know, we had some rapport there. We had uh, a, a relationship there where we can talk and continue to stay in contact. Um, but luckily for me, she was the person I served with and that she's just my Facebook friend. You know, Facebook friends are not real, folks. Like they're not real in real life. So, that, you know, I got over 2000 friends and I think I've had contact with probably 98 percent of them. However, just because they say Facebook friends on Facebook don't mean that they fa- that they friends in real life. OK. Um, so be careful who you keep close, be careful who you call your friends. You know what I mean? Because this situation with George Floyd is really showing us some of the character, some of the thought processes of people. So I'm like, I can't, there's no way I can be anything with this person. Right. So, you know, I say that to say that, you know, there's a lot of folks who would just let me be murdered. They would just let me go down and on fire they would let me be murdered. They wouldn't, you know, if fate has it, that that's what would happen to me. I got people like her are the problem and they would let me be murdered. So for my listeners, the people that know me that are listening, you know, I'll, I'll ask you to contemplate the question. Would you allow me to be murdered? And I don't mean, you know, allowing me to be murdered, like in the moment, like if you are experiencing it or, or actually seeing it, I mean, would you allow them to to murder my legacy, which you allowed him to murder my integrity, my character, the things that I stood for, the people that actually know me. Right. And for the listeners that don't know me, um, you know, contemplate that, you know, about people that you do know, you know what, you know, you got act, you got people that are activists that are your friends, your family, coworkers, and you know that they have good hearts. They have proved to you who they are. You know, would you allow them to be murdered? And that's why I'm, I'm that's why I'm doing this show today, you know, because I know what I stand for. I know how I conduct myself in this world and people like her. They would not defend my legacy and my character. They just wouldn't do it. These are indeed the problem folks in the world. They like I said, they narcissistic. All they want to do is oppose. They just want to refute. They want to marginalize. They want to minimize everybody's struggle and experiences. Right. They will not stand up for injustice. You hear me? They're not going to do it. They're too narcissistic and they're too much of ignorant dumbasses. Right? So going forward, would you let me be murdered? Somebody out there knows someone who's an activist, who's outspoken, who's a family, um, a family person, whether it be male or female, who's a good woman, who's a good man, who stands on principles, who stands on morals, who has great character. Everybody knows them. 
and you may have slight uh, differences in maybe the things you believe or prefer from that person. But you know that person is good and you know they're truthful. And um, I ask y'all to reflect on that, right? And really think about that. Like, would you, if the, if the if it came down to a narrative that was being spun about this person, would you allow them to be murdered? Their life is already taken. But would you allow them to be murdered, just crucified? Their character just crucified. And a lot of times for no reason, without even focusing on why or how the person actually died. Or who killed them? So I just wanted to just come with come to y'all and, and do this because it's been on my heart. And um, it's something that I, I think about a little bit, maybe a little bit more often than, than than some people. But I think about that in a sense, like if I was to go, if I was to leave. Who would be the people that I would expect to ride for me, per se, you know? Who would be the people that would shine the light on my actual legacy? You know, I think about that. Like, or would they let people spin a narrative that's not me? That's not me. That's what I always ask myself. Um, but, you know, that's just me being in my head, being in my heart and looking at the things around me. And I think it's something to talk about because I know I'm not the only person that feels like that. So um, if you got a friend like that. That's a good way. If you got somebody that you know, that that's probably a good conversation to have. You know, would you let me be murdered? Would you let my legacy be murdered if people were to come out and say negative things about me? You know, George Floyd is a great example that he had. A, he had a criminal past. But look at the way he died. He died under the the race. I, I say racist office. I don't care what nobody say. He died under a racist devil. Basically, I don't want to call him an officer, a racist devil. Right. And that's just the way it is, man. That's just the way it is. So many people are fighting harder than me. Like I got a good life. You know, I got a career. I got a good life. I got great perspective on things. But I am out, I, I, I am outspoken about a lot of things. And I have a, a genuine concern about a lot of social issues, you know, Um. Whew, man, you know, this is, uh, I don't, I just want y'all to think about that. Would you, would you allow, would you let them murder me? Right. So even though I've talked about some heavy stuff, y'all, I've really talked about some heavy stuff and, um, there will be more things that I'm going to talk about that, are that's, you know, that is going to be pretty compelling. You know, it's going to pull at a lot of people's hearts. Um, but I always like to end on a positive note. You know what I mean? Despite what I'm talking about in my shows, that's one thing for sure. I know that love is real. All right. And I really want y'all to find a way to foster unity and love everywhere you are. That's not hard to do. I mean, it can be hard depending on who you're dealing with. So find a way to foster unity and love everywhere you are. Don't be afraid to speak up when you see injustice and despair Seek to find true balance and don't just stay in your box talking to people who will only validate what you feel and what you believe to grow. We must challenge ourselves. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the Soul Dope Podcast. Peace. <laughs>